3. Philippians chapter 3 from verse number 2. Finally, my brethren, verse number 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Hallelujah. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I think I'll stop here. What do you think? Because we haven't been able to go past verse number two. And um, I got a lot of um, questions and a lot of queries about the dogs. I don't know why the dogs are so <laughs> fascinating to you. So somebody asked that I elaborate a little bit on the dogs. So I'm going to oblige and do that. Is that okay? How many want to know a little bit more about the dogs? Yeah. Uh, somebody asked that. If I, I've received about two or three different uh, questions on this. And I think that because you are asking questions, then I need to spend a little bit more time on it. Amen. So I'm going to give you a few more characteristics of dogs. Mm. You didn't hear that. Can I say that again? I'm going to give you a few more characteristics of these dogs, what, who they are and what they stand for. Before we do that, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. You realize that Jesus spoke extensively about these dogs. And he kept using beware, beware, beware. Everywhere, beware of dogs. Beware of the living of the Pharisees. Beware, beware. Jesus always preached a lot of times about the dogs. Matthew 7 from 15 says that, watch out for false prophets. They come in sheep's clothing. Where have you heard that before? Where have you heard this before? Pause here and go to Acts 20, 28. And he says that, therefore take heed, beware, of yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made the overseers to shepherd the house of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Why? Next verse, quickly. The word before is the same word because. Because I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. So Jesus is in the... Matthew 7 is talking about false prophets. They come into the they come in sheep clothing. They come as part of the congregation. They come as part of the flock, part of the church, part of the people, but they have an agenda. So go back to Matthew 7. We are reading verse 15. They are watch out for these false prophets. They come in sheep's clothing. But inward, inwardly, they are ferocious what? Can you give me a picture of ferocious wolves? But they, they inwardly, they come as sheep. They come in sheep clothing, 
but they are, oh, where is, I'm waiting for the picture. Ferocious wolves. Who is talking now? Who is talking? Oh, I can't hear you. Who is talking? Jesus is talking. The first scripture we read in Philippians was who was talking? Apostle Paul was talking. But before Apostle Paul could even start talking, Jesus went ahead to say that watch out for these guys. Because even though they come as with sheep clothing, inwardly they are what? Ferocious wolves. Ferocious dogs. By their fruit. Somebody say by their fruit. So they are, Jesus is giving the characteristics. By their fruit you shall know them. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? What Jesus was asking is that, have you seen nice grapes that we eat? Do you take them from thorny places? So anytime you are gathering grapes and thorny things come around you, it means the grapes you are gathering are not real grapes. I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. Anytime or any church, any place you gather and there are a lot of pricks, a lot of tongues, a lot of things that are choking you, it means that that place has one or two or three or four ferocious dogs there. Hallelujah. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears what? Bad fruit. So don't tell me that you're a good person when all that is coming out of you is bad. All that comes up out of you is suspicion. All that comes out of you brings fear. You know, you make us always suspicious of people. Suspicious of the good intentions of people. You make us always have to second guess, third guess, double guess people. You analyze and reanalyze people. It means there is something not too quite right about you. I don't know whether you're understanding what I'm trying to say. This is not me, my sermon. This is Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 18. So, please, in case you were not here, this is a continuation of a message that was being preached the last three Wednesdays. So, I, I can't go back because if I go back, then we'll have to. Won't get far. Amen. I'm trying to go past this thing. We haven't been able to go past verse 2. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So this is how you can tell what tree you are dealing with. When all that it brings out is bad. All that comes out is uh, misunderstanding. All that comes out, out is bitterness. All that comes out is hurt and offenses. People's quarrel, you take the quarrel and quarrel for them. Things that don't concern you, you go and find it to come and talk about. As somebody is talking to you, ask them, what is, what, the, no, the Nigerians have a phrase, what is your own in this matter? What is your own in this case? Because the case that you are so uh, uh, strong and fighting over, it has nothing to do with you. Hmm? 
Waiting the soap. Waiting consign you. I'm learning the Nigerian English. Kill on Shelle. Isn't that how you say it? Eh? Waiting consign kill day. What concerns you? Hallelujah. Which one do you have? In this matter that you have become a cheerleader in, what has that got to do with you? This is how you tell who dogs are. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Next verse. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is what? Cut down and thrown into the fire. So the end of a wolf is chopping. <laughs> end of every wolf is what? Choppings. I didn't say it. Jesus is saying it. And after you've been chopped down, you'll be thrown into the fire. Verse 20, last verse. Thus, by their fruits, you shall know or recognize them. Hallelujah. You shall know them by their fruit. You can identify who ravenous dogs are. And you see, they are everywhere. Any place people gather to worship God, they are there. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I don't care whether it is the Catholic Church, it is the Presbyterian Church, it is the Holy Mother of Mary Church, it is the uh, All Saints Church, it is the Calvary International Christian Center Church. Whichever church you care to mention, these people gather there. Hallelujah. They come, so it is it's good for us to know who they are and understand what their mission is. And I told you the last uh, two or three weeks that the multiplication of such people is the minimization of the flock. I don't know whether you understood that. The more wolves you have, the less sheep. Because the wolves feed on sheep. They eat up sheep. Are you with me? So, if you have wolves that have put on the cloth of sheep, and they are mixed in the, in the sheepfold, and you, the shepherd, you don't know that you have sheep, uh, wolves in, amongst your sheepfold, you'll be there. The symptom that you have to show that there might be some wolves here is that the congregation begins to reduce. The sheepfold begins to reduce in number. Then you know that the wolves are eating. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's very important that occasionally we identify some of these things. We get to know. So I'm happy that you're asking questions. And after this, I'll give you more opportunity to ask me questions. Is that okay? So that we can deal with this matter. Because that was not really my intention. My intention was not to preach this. But it looks like I hit a certain nerve. So, <laughs> so I, I thought, well, if that's what it is, then let me go on a little bit more. Amen. So, these guys, they have an intention. The number one characteristic, number one, how many want the characteristics? Number one characteristic is that these dogs are there to destroy the, your faith. 
they are not just there to discourage you from coming to this church. They are not there to maybe they have they are friends with the, the, the pastor next door. So they are trying to get you out of this church to go and join that church. That is not the agenda. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if if the, the agenda is to um, move you from this church to the other church, then at least you are still in the faith. It's just a transfer from one place to the other. But that is not, remember this sheep, even though they are human beings, Satan is using them. Are you with me? So they come with the intention, maybe, for, I'll give you an example. Like I told you last time that they are like vampires. Once you are bitten, that infection is injected into you. Then you become also a wolf. And then you go around biting others. And sometimes you are biting people, you don't even understand why you are biting people. It's because you have been bitten. So you become a vampire that is also biting others. You, Satan has just solicited your services free of charge. And is riding on you. Are you with me? So I want us to identify that the main aim is not to discourage you from coming to this church. Or the other church or any other church. That is not the aim. The aim is to discourage you from the faith. And the way they go about it is to attack the preacher. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. What are they doing? What they are doing is that they are aiming at the source of your faith. In Romans chapter 10 verse 17, that faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing and hearing by what? The word of so if the one that with whom you have to hear to have faith has been shot, then anything that comes out of their mouth, you are hearing something different. Assuming they manage to get you out of this church and they take you to the church next door. You go to the next door church. Faith comes by what? And hearing by what? But your faith, the, the, the source of your hearing has been shot. So these pastors. So immediately, you see, your point of view depends on your viewpoint. If you stand, stand from a place of criticism, you will see everything wrong. Are you with me? So everywhere you go, you still stand at the same point of view. And you are seeing the source of your faith being, uh, being shot. I said to you on Sunday that the most important person, apart from God and the Holy Spirit, in your life is the one through whom you get closer to God, your teacher. One of the things that Satan has managed successfully to remove from us as modern day Christians is the source of our faith, the pastors. That is why it's so easy for us to criticize pastors and insult them. And sometimes you don't even know. You join and insult. You don't even understand why you are doing that. It's because Satan's agenda is that he knows very well that for you to get close, you must need a teacher. You can never become a doctor without a teacher. You can never become a lawyer without a teacher. You can never become a nurse without a teacher. Yes, you have the textbooks. Yes, you can read. But having a textbook and reading alone will never ever make you a nurse or a doctor. 
Hallelujah. In the same way, you can never ever attain the maximum of your faith without a teacher. And that is what Satan is, is all about. He's all about shooting the source through whom your faith is developed. So, you don't understand. I, I've been a Christian already. I'm a Christian before I came to this church. Yes, you were a Christian before you came to this church. But to go higher, you need, a, you need a teacher. To go higher in God, you need a teacher. To go higher in God, not unless you don't want to go anywhere. And in the faith, you, there's nothing like you are static. When you stand, you are dying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if you say, I, I'm just okay, I'm, I'm just doing my course. When I go back home, I'll go to my real teacher. So here, I'm just going to be static in my faith. You are, not, you, are not, you are not static in your faith. You are dying. I, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm helping you. There is nothing like I'm going to coast with my faith till I go to, I go back home, then I can recharge. No, no, no. By the time you are, you're gone, you're already dead. Are you with me? So when somebody comes and they are shooting the pastor, they are shooting the leader, they are shooting the shepherd. Know that this person is shooting my faith. Do you understand? And never ever treat the person as a friend. That person is a is a devil that wants to kill to destroy you. I don't care how much you think you are on fire. One injection from a, 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 a devil, you are done for. And normally what they do is they give you a suggestion. What do you think about this? And they leave you there. That's an injection. The level, the amount of injection is not like a can of Coke. The injection is like that. They go, that's it. After a while, I don't care how big the horse is. When they put tranquilizer, it's like the horse is going all over the place before you realize the horse is asleep. Why do you think that this type every time, come, 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 what is this about? I've never ever known wolves to rise up more in any service than when you mention camp. That is when you see wolves going around, busying themselves to try and discourage people from coming to the camp. You used to say you won't go to the camp. You just be there. Why are you going around trying to gather people not to go to the camp? Because you don't want to go to the camp. Immediately, immediately we know that you are a wolf. I don't know, I don't know whether... Am I helping you? I'm trying to describe them to you. It's a little suggestion. This guy, come, come, come. Even when I go, I really don't see anything. It's nothing new. It's the same old kill yourself for Jesus that we hear. <laughs> Hallelujah. How, how many understand what I'm trying to say? 
They are the, the main aim of a wolf is to destroy your faith. It's not to, because they are angry with the pastor, they are trying to join political so that we will fight the pastor. No, 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 that's not, that is not, that's far from it. That is not, the, the ultimate goal is that they want, Satan wants you to lose your faith. And the way to lose your faith is to lose your faith in a man. You haven't lose, lost your faith in God. I don't know whether you are. Because the man has his, his mistakes. The man has his obvious weaknesses. If you, I'm standing here, it's so easy for you to identify my weaknesses because the light is on me. So you see what is not right on me. And the wolf will be the one who highlights the obvious and enhances it and amplify and talk about it. And after all, what I'm saying is not, is not uh, a lie. I'm not making that. We all know. We can see it. But the ultimate aim is to take your faith away. Because it's so easy to, sh- it's not easy to shoot God. It's not easy to shoot the Holy Spirit. It's not easy to shoot the word of God. But you can shoot a man. Uh, I don't know whether you can. It's so easy to shoot a man. So, shooting the man, some people become like me, I'm the crusader. I am the one that God has, has uh, appointed me to be the one who exposed the, 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 the uh, wrong things in the church. So, you go about talking. Okay. Number two. Number two. When they cannot shoot your faith, they pollute your faith. They pollute the faith of believers by confusing the fundamental doctrines. They begin to question why do you have to pay tithe and offerings? Have you not seen the pastor's car? And you are taking the number nine bus. <laughs> the 50 or 49. See, even the pastor doesn't know the bus that comes here. Second Timothy three, verse seven to eight. Second Timothy three. Now, Second Timothy three, beginning, Paul says that in the last days, difficult times will come because men shall become lovers of themselves. Are, are you with me? These wolves, they are lovers of themselves. And verse 7 says that always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of truth. Just as Janus and Jambres. Now, these two guys, they are proper ferocious wolves that existed in the day of Moses. They were proper wolves. 
Janice and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers opposed the truth. You know, these guys, these Janice and Jambres guys, they went around. They were people that went around with Dotan and Abiram, saying that they also have gifts by the grace of God. It's just that pastor hasn't given us the microphone. The day we get the microphone, you see the revelation that will come. This type of mess, simple messages that pastor is always preaching, you know, you will bring in, we will draw from the well, we will draw from the well. <laughs> we will draw, uh, uh, you know, nuggets. Proper nuggets from the depths of, 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 of the throne room of God will come from the Mazarots and the Zodiacs and the Pleiades and the Orions will dig out. <laughs> Realms. You will feel the power. Not this Moses. Does God speak to, through Moses alone? See, Janus and Jambres, Dathan and Abiram, they always are part, they are paired. They're always two. They are never one. <laughs> they are always paired. They are never ever one person. Two together. Um, Aaron and uh, Miriam. Does God speak through Moses alone? Look at the mistake that the, the, the prophet is doing. He has gone to marry somebody that he doesn't have any business marrying. Point out the obvious mistake of the shepherd. So you pollute the source of our faith. None of us saw God's face. Oh. The only person that saw God's face was who? Moses. None of us knew the commandments. Moses was the one that brought us what that says the Lord. And now that you are amplifying Moses' mistake, when he comes back and says, that says the Lord, would you believe it? Now, your faith in the man through whom God is speaking has been polluted. So now that you are hearing the word, every word you hear, you are hearing it through a different lens. So when the person says, I, 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 had, I, had, I had this this guy. I had two guys like this that I was training as pastors. Two guys. And my bishop called me and said that the pastor in the next door church, he's misbehaving. So we want to sack him. Do you have any abled person that can go and take over existing church from your congregation that you are training? Because at the time I had about 10 pastors I was trained under training from me. So my bishop called me, this guy, we want to get rid of him. So I, meanwhile, I, he was doing some issues. I've had, I had a series of meetings with him, and I wasn't getting anywhere with the guy. So I passed him to my bishop. My bishop had one meeting with him and said, no, nah, no, go back to 
go back to go back to Chris and let Chris deal with you. So he came back. He's like, so he's, I said, oh, I have this guy. He's a powerful guy. This guy is my, out of the 10 people I have, this guy is my first option. What I didn't know is that he had been, just been bitten. He had just been bitten. Very, very recently. I, didn't, I told you that it's a little. <laughs> so he was still active, but I didn't realize that he had been bitten. He was, he was trained to be a pastor, but he had been bitten. So I went to him and I said, brother, from this Sunday, don't come here. Go to next door church. It's part of your pastoral training. Go to next door church and take over. Then he said, okay. Then two days later, he called me. He said, pastor, I want to have a meeting with you. So I said, okay, come. Then he came. I said, what meeting? He said that, oh, I've discussed with my wife and we have agreed that we won't go to the next door church. Then I said, oh, okay, no problem. So now I had to go back to my bishop and tell my bishop that I've changed my mind. <laughs> that I'm not sending this guy again. And so I called my bishop and said, oh, uh, you know, there's been a, a change of mind. Now I feel that. Then he said, ah, you just gave me a 30 minutes a, a sermon, a CV of this guy. What happened? I said, oh, no, 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 no. You see, I, uh, I gave some story. I said, instead, I will take this guy. So I had to convince another 30 minutes why it shouldn't be this guy, but this, that guy. So eventually, he agreed that this guy to go. So I called that guy. I said, okay, by, by now, he only had two days or three days preparation. This guy had almost seven days. And three days later, he came to tell me that he won't go. So I called this guy. I said, you go there. And he said, uh, two days, okay, I'll go. So come Sunday, we all came to church. They all sit like where they sit. This guy wasn't in church. So as I was preaching, I announced that uh, brother X has now been transferred to next door church to be the pastor of the church. So everybody clap. Then after church, this guy tells, <laughs> no, he didn't have a meeting. With he tells somebody that me, I don't like him because when I called him, I told that you go to the next door church. Just go there. But when he called this guy, he said, go and be the pastor of the church. If you told, if you told me that I was going to be a pastor, I would have gone. But he said, I should go there. See, when you are bitten, you hear things differently. I don't know whether you know it's the same. It's the same conversation that I had with this one. Same conversation I had with this one. But he had something different because he had been bitten. So what I was saying, it was already polluted. So he could say, I want him to go and be uh, the usher in that place. 
when he's just about to become a pastor here. Then I call this guy to go there and then I go and make him a pastor there. I mean, does that make sense to you? But see, when you are polluted, everything becomes a nonsense in your ear. Everything is wrong. Even when you are being blessed, you see it as wrong. You reject it because you have been bitten. I don't know what I am. So the dog's aim is to pollute everything that comes from the pulpit. So you hear things wrongly. And you think that it's just here. No. Go next door. You go next door. It's only a matter of time. You settle there. When the pastor starts preaching, you're still hearing from the same angle of suspicion. Because the, 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 the poison is inside of you. So it affected your ear. You can't hear properly anymore. You can't see properly anymore. Yeah. How many understand what I'm trying to say? The next door, they say the pastor is shot. Somebody, somebody injects. You see, sometimes the, the wolves become very bold. After a while, when they're not dealt with, they become bold. You see, sometimes we as pastors, that pastoral uh, niceness. Me, I'm not a pastor, so thank God I don't have that pastoral grace. <laughs> I don't have it. But you see, the pastor is the lover. He's the, the, the ring finger. He's like, he likes to love. So he doesn't see wrong in anybody. He loves everybody. Me, I don't have that pastoral grace. So I'll box you before... <laughs> You go past the first, the first row. But, but, but if the pastor is a nice person, doesn't deal aggressively with dead people, then they grow wings and then they become political and they, they start to talk boldly in front of everybody. What they've been saying secretly, now they'll bring it into the open. Hallelujah. I am telling you this so that you prevent yourself from being bitten. Because they are after your faith. Are, are you with me? Nobody in this room will allow someone to wee-wee on your leg. Nobody in this room. So why do you allow them to spiritually wee on you? Because when they wee on you, you stink everywhere you go. When somebody put wee-wees on you, when you go next door, you will stink. When you travel from here to London, you will stink. You will still be smelling wherever you go. Why? Because you have been weed on. Unless you get washed, it will still be on you. It will follow you wherever you go. And understand that it's Satan who is orchestrating this. Sometimes the wolf themselves, they are not in, in charge of themselves. They are being used by Satan. Satan is riding on them, and they don't even know it. How many understand what I'm trying to say? 2 Timothy 4, 3 to 4. For the time when... For the time will come when people will put, will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, 
to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itchy ears want to hear. You know, wolves, people like that, if you are preaching what they want to hear, you are their friend. So, like some of the ministers, some of the shepherds here, when you gather around wolves and you are preaching and they want to hear, they like what you are saying, they will always be praising you. And if you are not very matured and you're not very experienced, you buy into that hype. You, you, ask for you, you are not like them. You are good. You are real. You are preaching the proper thing, not what the pastor is saying. You, what you are saying. That's why I like coming for your meeting instead of coming to church. And foolishly, you also believe that. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says that these people, they like what they want to hear. So long as you are saying what they want to hear, they are happy. You see, anybody, me, as I'm sitting here, when you criticize her, and I get to know that you are criticizing her, not because she's my wife, right? You are criticizing her. In my mind, you didn't get me. That's why you are criticizing her. If she wasn't there and I was there, I am the one you will be criticizing. I, I don't get it. You are criticizing Pastor Michael. I appointed Pastor Michael. You are criticizing me because he, I am not there. If I were there, it's not Pastor Michael who will be criticizing. It's me. Let it get into your head. Don't let, oh, as for you, that's why I like it. That's why I always bring my problems to you and not to pastor. Because you, you understand. <laughs> that's why a pastor is a madman. He doesn't understand anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> they will turn their ears away from the one who tell them truth. And they will turn aside to myths. Hallelujah. See, don't think that there's any problem in this church. If there was a problem in this church, I won't preach the way I'm preaching. Be honest, I was saying, I'm saying this to vaccinate you so that you don't get bitten. I'm telling you, I've always been saying, I've been doing this work for a very long time. More than 25 years I've been doing this work. I've started more than 22 churches. So I know a thing or two that you don't know because you have just come. <laughs> I've started a church in London. I've started churches in... Uh, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, Coventry, Warsaw, uh, uh, Paris, uh, Johannesburg, Bloomberg, Bloomfontein. Do you know Bloomfontein? Yeah. <laughs> you know Bramfontein? I don't know that. 
Aquí va, stop it. Number three. They weaken the conscience of young believers through their meaning, their meanness and inconsiderate behavior. Some of these wolves, obviously they are, remember we said they are the scribes, they are the Pharisees. So they've been around for a while. So they are not baby Christians, if you know what I mean. They, they are so supposedly matured Christians in the faith. They will call you, look at your dressing. It's worldly dressing. I show you all your breast and all your your backside. You are dressing like a prostitute. Why do you have a chain on your foot? You are you are a spiritual watermelon. <laughs> they say all sorts of things that hurts you. As a baby Christian, you have a tattoo, and they say, this tattoo will take you to hell. I'm just giving silly examples. Please don't mind me. Nobody has said that that I've heard. I'm just, don't think that though I'm saying somebody has said, no, no. I'm just telling you that they are mean. And their meanness will affect your faith. You feel demoralized because... This is the, somebody you looked up to. But there are one comment. It's like when you come to church and they sit in front. And you sit at the back. And they turn around and say something hurtful to you. It demoralizes you. It makes you, remember I said to you that all these things are trying to pursue, prevent us from pursuing hard after God. All the things, in fact, my aim of preaching the message was to help us us pursue God. (laughs) I don't know why we got to this juncture and never were able to move (laughs) So eventually, your faith is short. Because the place that you want love is the house of God. We all join the train at different junctions. If the thing I went through, you had gone through, maybe you would have gone mad. You didn't go through what I've gone through. That is why you are a saint sitting here, sitting in front as a, 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 a minister or a leader of the choir or leader of this because you haven't been through what I've been through. If you have gone through what I've gone through, three seconds. By now you'll be standing at the... Uh, where is that place when the police arrested us? <laughs> Holbeck. Me and, me and Mila, we went to talk to prostitutes and the police arrested us. <laughs> we're giving prostitutes chocolates. <laughs> to talk to them. Me and her. And they arrested us <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah. They weaken your faith. Hallelujah. They weaken your faith. 
they say something mean to you. Can you imagine one of these prostitutes come to church? What type of clothes do you think they will bring to church? That's all they have. When you come, don't wear net stockings and don't come with short skirts. If I had a long skirt, do you think I won't put it on? <laughs> Give them time. With time, the dressing will change. The mannerism will change. With time, things, the swearing will go down. With time, they will stop smoking. With time, they will be... The word of God is always a cleanser. As I'm speaking now, we are all being cleansed in different, various forms and ways. Hallelujah. Because we all didn't join the train at the first bus stop. We all joined from various junctions. So we need, we need patience and time. Hallelujah. I told you about my friend. My friend, one day we had just finished church. We were all standing outside like we do after church, you know, here. And he was driving with music. It was summertime with his jot, his cigarette, and it was music. Do, 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 do with a, a soft top car. Do, do, do. And then he saw us. He saw us. And he goes, hey, And he came down with his jaws. What was happening? I said, oh, we have come to church. We just came from church. Hey, this was my dog. What's my dog? My dog. So we said, oh, Sunday, next Sunday, come to church. And then, yeah, yeah, I'll come. Yeah, they're nice. They're fine girls. They're fine babes. I'll come. Yeah, so come Sunday, he came to church with his dark glasses, you know, his hair. came to sit at the back after he said, you know, they can't sit still. Then they'll get up. Then they'll go. Then they'll sit down. Then they get up. Then they go. So what time are they going to finish? Then they get up. So are they guess I'm not going to get after church. Say, oh, yes. Yeah, I'll get them after church. They'll go. They'll say, oh, so uh, uh, the, the guy, uh, he's talking too long. <laughs> that guy in front, he's talking too long. So you sit down, sit down. Don't worry. Then you get up. Then you move. They put him like this side. Then, you know, the musicians are sitting here. And now I'm sitting there. Then he cross. As the pastor is preaching, he cross. He say, Charlie, so, so. I say, you sit, you sit, sit here. Then he sit there. I say, no, no, no. I, I see that babe. Then he goes, he goes, he goes, I say, ah. Then, ah. Then after church, he's like a, a, a baby, a child in a candy shop. So I see this guy. Oh, this guy's nice. This is a, oh, not that one too. That one too. All over the place. And we're with him. Gradually, gradually, gradually. After church, you'll be smoking. In the corridor, like here. Like, just... Then people are like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Then he is very loud. Then you mention your, you know, the nickname that you have kept under wraps that nobody knows. Say, hey, so what's up? Hey, hey, so Charlie, the guest. Charlie, fix me, fix me one. I said, we take your time. 
so Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, then all of a sudden, the cigarettes started going, the dressing started changing, and then one day, he came to tell me that he has decided he wants to marry this girl. As I heard, we talked about it, went to see her, and I said, so this guy's marrying my, this man. And the girl was my, in my choir, so it's like, you see, I'm going to sort it out. I told my, the girl that he, this guy, yes, keep him, keep him sweet and happy coming to church, but don't make any mistake with him. <laughs> Just keep him in church and then let him be here. So they'll go and come, then go and come, go and come. Today, as we are speaking, they are married with five children, and he's a pastor in Ireland, Dublin. Dublin. This same guy, this same guy who was smoking. He's, I mean, when I say he's a pastor, it's not like a, he's a proper, proper, proper pastor. Wild guy. Can you imagine if the wolves, with him moving from one corner to the other corner, to the other corner, to the other, if there's a city or butt down somewhere, he would have gone. And that would have been it. This guy did not only stop all his wayward ways, he settled. He, because at the time in London, he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't working. He was into fast deals, credit card fraud, this, that, that. That was what he was doing. Wild guy. Today, he has a powerful job. Five children. Big church. Married for well, more than 20 years now. Same guy. Because the wolves didn't get him. The wolves didn't get him. If the wolves have gotten him, he wouldn't have gotten to that place. I beg you, don't become a wolf. I said, do not become a wolf. You don't know who somebody's going to turn out to be tomorrow. We all join at different junctions. If you want to have a big church, let's be... Hey, Audrey. Audrey. Behave yourself. Where are we? True, if you want to have a big church, don't be in a hurry to criticize somebody. Because everybody is going to come. Not all of them will smell nice. Not all all of them will come with good intention at the beginning. But let's quarantine them and hold them gather them and help them and give them time.
because time is what changes them. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. They'll come dressed wildly. They'll come looking funny, but still keep them. Uh, this one can't join the choir. Mm, she, look at the dressing that she's coming to the she's standing on stage with. No, no, no. You allow her. Just keep her. And gradually, you change her. Hallelujah. Number four. Is it my time up? Okay. They live their lives as if they do not have a responsibility to help younger believers grow. Their wolves sometimes behave as if it is not their responsibility to help the church. Because they made themselves critics. They've made themselves assistant Holy Spirit. They are not here to participate in the harvest. They are here to supervise the harvest. <laughs> I don't know whether you understand the difference. Hello? How many get the difference? To participate in the harvest is not the same as supervising the harvest. The wolves behave as if they are supervising the pastor. I don't know whether you've seen people like that. Because like their own, their main aim in church is to pick on the wrong things that is being done in the church. The wrong things that is being said. The wrong things to go and discuss. So they don't have, they don't dirty their hands in the harvest. They just walk around and take notes as to what is being done wrong. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 8, 9 to 12. Says that be careful, however, that the exercise of your right does not become a stumbling block to the weak. If someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your your knowledge eating in the idol's temple, won't that person? Sorry. Please don't show that. How did you find that? That's 1992. Let me see. Let me see the picture. If I see her. Yeah. That's 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 him all right. That's the dressing. That's him all right. And he used to have an earring on the left. Can you see it? Don't show it. (laughs) That's okay. Don't show it to anybody. Be careful how... However, that you ex- <laughs> I don't even know what I'm reading. <laughs> Go to verse 9 again. Beware lest 
somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in the idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because your knowledge shall because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when you, you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So let's say we go for a meeting and then you start to talk. And there's a weak Christian there. And you're in your liberty, you are just talking. Anyhow. Don't you realize that your liberty you have to talk is making somebody emboldened in their sin? See, wolves don't have conscience. They don't even realize. See, when you are bitten, you don't think properly. Because you think that you are in a crusade to save God. So you are going and firing at will without realizing who you are hurting. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. And he says, I don't you realize that what you are doing, you are fighting God Himself. It's not the pastor. Who is the pastor? He's nobody. After a few years, you forget about the pastor. But the person, their faith, is what you are destroying. So really, who you are fighting is God himself. Hallelujah. Let me give you the last one. I said I wanted to give you time to ask questions. So I'll give you the last one, then we can ask questions. If you. How many have questions? Do you have questions? about the dogs or any other thing. <laughs> David, I like your smile. <laughs> they defile the church with their persuasive way of life. They defile the church. They become busybodies going from one house to the other, talking. And what they don't realize is that they are talking is defiling the church. They are polluting the church. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. Have I shown you the wolves? How many have seen them? Is there a better, a clearer picture than you had before? Okay. So, so today we didn't even go past what we, where we got to last week. <laughs> we came back to the dogs. Last week we did evil workers and, and, and the circumcision of the flesh. All right. So, question time. Question time. Any questions? Sorry? 
Second Corinthians eleven thirteen. Any questions? Yes, David. The way you're smiling, I knew you had a question. <coughs> um, so I was going to ask, so in practicality, if, for example, someone's in the church, maybe backbiting or saying something about the pastors, come to you, made a comment, like you said, made a suggestion, mm. like what's the process, what, how do you sort of um, conduct yourself in that Good sort question. of... Good yeah. question. Good question. The first thing is don't hear. Give them... The northern wind. Do you know what the northern wind is? You don't know the northern wind. Squeeze your face at them. I'm telling you, I don't want to hear what you're saying. Because if I came to where you are sitting and I decided to wee on you, would you not give me a certain look? You won't let me finish wee-weeing. <laughs> the other I was saying. So, really, do not stand there and hear everything because it's an injection. Even one, once they finish, even if you know it's not true, the 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 the, the venom has gone into you. Are you with me? And number two, go to the pastor with them. Hold the person's hand and go to the pastor. And say, this is what this brother is saying. This this brother has a problem. Help him. Are you with me? Don't become a receptacle of because that's it. You have become you have become one of them. Are you with me? Because once a, a vampire bites you, you can't cure yourself. Before you realize, you're also biting people. So one, don't listen to it. Two, take him straight to the pastor. Are you with me? By doing so, don't know. I don't want to offend. No, 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 no. You are de- delivering the church. Because once you identify a wolf, that wolf needs to be cured. And I have a special serum to cure wolves. <laughs> I have a special injection for them. Believe you me. They won't leave the church, but they'll be cured. Any other question? I think this is a practical sermon, so you have to ask practical questions. Anybody? Oh, you don't want to ask? Yes, dear. I think from what I'm saying now, you can check. That's why I've given the catalyst so you can check whether what you are saying. Because, say for instance, you've seen something wrong in the church. Who do you think is the best placed person to resolve it? So, if you don't go to the one who can resolve it and you are telling the one who cannot resolve it, what are you doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you think, if it's genuine and you, you something genuine that need, needs, you go to the source that can, res, rip, where help can be administered, you go there. And we are not, uh, what do you call it, autocrats. When you come and say this, I think that we can do something better. In fact, this church in particular, anytime you bring a suggestion, we will give you that job. 
<laughs> to implement it sharp, sharp. <laughs> Any other question? Oh, why aren't you asking questions? Are you, are you shy? Yes. Yeah, I also wanted to ask, what if you, I now realize I'm a wolf. Do I come to you for the special serum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come to me. <laughs> you realize that you're a wolf. Come to me. I have the special serum that will help you. <laughs> I'll give you two tablets in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening. Three times a day for seven days, you'll be okay. It's a very good question. It's a very good question. Because, you see, for some of us, it's the culture from where we came from. You know, for some of us, this is not the first church we've joined. We were in somewhere. And, you see, it becomes a culture. There are some churches that have the culture of backbiting, criticizing, and everything. And so it's very easy to bring it into this place without realizing that that culture is not acceptable anywhere, not just this church, anywhere in the world. <laughs> no, there's a church here in this, in this town. The, these uh, wolves, they go, when one day the church split into four different, one day, the church broke into four different sessions. Everyone took this, went here, the other took and went here, the other took and went here, the other took and went here. Same church. Do you think the church broke that day, the day it broke? The wolves were working. And you see, sometimes the, those of us who don't want to, we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to uh, uh, on, on expose the, the wolf so we will not say anything. We are the ones that causes the, the trouble. Because as you don't want to expose them, you are being beaten, you are being beaten, you have joined them. It's only a matter of time you will also be start biting others. Are, are you getting it? So it, it's not something that you can keep to yourself. And if you have been bitten, get help. Amen. Question. Where's my journey? Question. Anybody? No other question. I'm waiting. Two more questions that we close. If you don't ask a question, we'll stay here. So if you want us to close quickly, ask a question. I'm taking two questions and we close. Pastor Sam. Wesley has a question. I won't take Wesley's question. It's for all of us. All of us. That's why I preach the message. Sorry. Sorry, I was asking whose responsibility it is to look out for the wolves. Is it the sheep responsibility or the shepherd? All of us. That is why I've described them to you. So as soon as you see that, hey, attention, <laughs> there's one here. <laughs> it sounds 
You see, uh, the reason why a lot of churches struggle with something like this is that they don't preach this type of messages. Are you with me? So it's good for us to hear this. It will help us. Y'all's. I think I'm Gabby's just, not here, so I can say y'all's. I think I've just answered my own question in my head, but <laughs> <laughs> when I asked it, I just answered it. Um, is it possible to... <laughs> Ask it and answer it then. Oh, uh, is it possible to... Those wolves that you've identified, is it possible to keep them in the church? And yeah, 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 yeah. Get rid of them. We have to, we have to rehabilitate them. Why you wanted to sack them? No, I, no. No, it's better for me to rehab, uh, keep them here than to, to make them go and destroy another church. Because I have mastered the art of. Do you understand? Immunizing and keeping them and treating them. It's not every pastor that has mastered that art. I can't treat the most pastors can't treat wolves. They they run, but me I will take you, and then we we'll go and treat ourselves, and we'll come back. Why have you moved to the city? <laughs> go back to your chair. You too. Why are you sitting far away? Sit there. Don't come here. Sit there. Yeah, so it's her fault. She moved. <laughs> After church, you see she'll get you. <laughs> I won't be there to save you. <laughs> Any other question? Last question. Yes. Okay. I, I, I think that Shadrach, you have to ask a question. Today's your last day, isn't it? It's not your last day. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, I, I overheard you say um, sometimes maybe some of us are from different backgrounds or from different churches and mm. all that. I wanted to find out what if the pastor himself is a wolf? Oh, yeah. There are pastors like that. No, it's true. It's very, very... It's, it, no, it's very true. Because, I mean, sometimes... Yeah. yeah. Um you would find the things, the, characteristic, the characteristics of a wolf, wolf. you're talking about yeah. is exhibited by the pastor the himself. Pastor himself. Yes. And he's actually bringing division and, you know, um, strife among the people. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, it ends up also bringing segregation and factions it, it's, among it's the church. Most, most times, pastors that break away from different churches... The, 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 what they break away with is this wolfish thing. So when they go, the characteristics is it becomes so it becomes a culture. Like a pastor, you tell a pastor a problem, then you come and sign the pulpit and preach it. Do you get it? Then it's like it becomes and it's a spirit because once it comes out, you see that everybody is a tail bearer, everybody is a gossip, everybody is always crit- we are all criticizing each other. We all so you, see, you go into a church, it's all my advice to you if you are in a place like that, leave. Yeah. Because you can't help, you can't cure the pastor. <laughs> so you are better off. You know, running. See, that is what spoils our Christianity. 
See, Christianity, let me say something. The, the Christendom is not faction. It's supposed to be one. So we are one church. Different areas, but we are one church. The reason why the church of God is not growing is because of this spirit. That is why people hop from one church to the other to the other. There are people in Leeds that have been to about 10 churches. How big is Leeds? They've been to 10 different churches. Because they'll go here, spoil here, go here, spoil here, go here, spoil here, go here, spoil here, go here, spoil here. And then they, so the church, the church of God is not growing. We are not affecting. And you see, when once sheep are dumb animals, naturally. But when sheep see water that is troubled, they will never drink. It's a natural thing. Sheep only drink from still waters. So, unbelievers who don't know Christ and don't know anything about God, they are dumb spiritually. But when they come to a place and they see the bubbling, they will never stay. So, you see that many people are not being attracted to Christ. Many people are not joining churches because of the spirit. It's all over the place. So, it's not just, I'm not preaching for just this church. Do you understand? It's for everywhere you go. Because the wolf, when it bites you, is for life. It's not for this church alone. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It, wherever you go, that spirit follows you. So unless you get healed, you are going to. That is why I'm preaching this message. And that's why I'm giving you the characteristics. So you can identify if it's in you or it's in somebody, you can identify it. Am I making sense? That, that thing is not acceptable. It is not something that is acceptable in Christ. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Maybe wherever you were before, they never talked about it, so it became an acceptable culture. But I want you to know that it is not an acceptable culture. Uh, I, I don't know whether I'm helping you. All right, any other person? 